from the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. today, but one of the problems is it's only Tom. I just spoke to Terry. He's uh, taken on uh, a, a new job in uh, out, just outside of Spokane, Washington, and he's the superintendent of schools in a, in a new school district up there, and he's putting the, all the classes and the hiring the teachers and getting all the, the work done to get the school system up and running so the kids become first, which is uh, a very great concept in working with education. Uh, I hope everybody's in this last month, everybody's uh, life has been going along pretty good, and I want to thank everyone that, that does listen to me over over time. What I'm trying to do is work with people so that they can have a better life, That they, and it's the ten two-letter words that are not mine, but I'm giving to people, are if it is to be, it's up to me. That means, yes, I can help you. I can give you some direction. But it's got to be individually. We have to figure out how to get this stuff put together. Whether it's how do you save money, how do you get a better job, how do you get the promotion, uh, how do you keep a job, um, these are all things that we want to look at as you're as you're doing it. And as as you know, the object here is I wrote the book, uh, and it was primarily to get my children into a position where they could get the best that they were willing to work for. So that it comes down to the name of the book: success or failure. The choice is yours. You get the connection. If it is to be, it's up to me. It's ten two-letter words, and that's what you have to use and understand and understand how to work within that kind of a realm. Um, one of the things that we're we're looking at in in our own lives and how do we put these things together? How how do we make things better for us? And I, I teach at Eve's Place, a uh, shelter for victims of domestic violence. And one of the things there is the people have been beat down so bad, and physically. But it's the mental part that I have the hardest part overcoming. And when I can get them back to say, I make them write it, and I would say to you, if you get anything out of my conversations with you tonight, just write down, if it is to be, it is up to me. And and if you take ownership of that, it's the one way that you can really make things different in your life. Because, I mean, every time, every month when I talk on the show, we're saying to people, well, wouldn't it be good if you could uh, work on and get the things that you want? My point is, how do you know if something is what you want? I mean, did you write a plan? 
Did you think about it? And if, if they answer what I tell the, the people in the shelter, and I'm seeing people because it's not always just women. There are a certain number of men that wind up in shelters too. So how do you how do you overcome that? How do you take ownership of the fact that you're in a shelter, that you... And everybody has their own shelters. If you're not happy and you don't aren't on your plan to have what you want, you're in a shelter somewhere. And you're not having the things that you want in your life. And quite frankly, you deserve to have them. You deserve to have good things in your life. And that's why it's success or failure. The choice is yours. So if you decide to choose success, I'd like you to start tonight and start out with, A, I deserve to be successful. I deserve to have good things in my life. And the only way I can help other people, whether it's your children or your parents or your friends or a special group that you want to help, and that's what we as humans want to do. We want to help people. Well, how can we help people if we're needy? We have to take care of us not being needy, and then from our excess, we would share with other people. You don't share from other people like in the Bible it says, you know, take your shirt off on a cold day and hand it to somebody else because there's still one person on the planet that doesn't have a shirt. And that's not the point. The point is, how do we get shirts for everybody? How do we take care of it? It's First, we get our own shirt. We do enough work to get the things that we want for ourselves. And then how do we move on? What And where is move on? What Where is that place located? And what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does success mean to you as a person? Is it, oh, I'm just a happy person all the time. Well, we still need the three basics, which my parents taught me was food, clothing, and shelter. That's the only things. We don't need a new car. We, in fact, don't need a car. We need food, clothing, and shelter. And once we make sure that we have that in abundance, then we can give things to other people. So these are the things. If you decide that I choose to be successful, instead of, I choose to be a failure. Because you say, well, I never chose to fail. I never chose this bad thing in my life. The answer is that I say to you is, what else did you choose? Did you choose something else? Did you write something else in your plan and it didn't work out for you? No. No. That's that's not what this is. I mean, if you don't have a plan... You won't recognize your position in being successful. And that's what what we want to talk about tonight. And I do want you to know that if you you are listening in right now, I mean, um, you can call in to uh, 1-917-388-4162. If anybody is out in my audience now, and as you know, Blog Talk Radio, you can... You don't have to be here when I'm speaking. You can call in later. But what you can do is you can reach me by email 
if you're online and you you decide you want to go to Blog Talk Radio, uh, boomerandbabe.com, and then look up our our uh, show on it. Uh, they're all archived, so you can see them from the past. Main thing is being able to, if you have a question and you say, well, some of that stuff he says, okay, I might agree with it, but I don't want to work that hard. I don't. I don't want to have to think about all this stuff. I say that's not a problem. Then you get to have what you got. If that's all you want, I'm not trying to change it. If you're happy where you're at, then the only thing I want to do is get you to reinforce that. And if you're not happy, which I think is the majority of people, I don't happen to be in that majority, I'll tell you, because I'm a very happy person. And... I now am in a place where I can help other people, and that's the whole point of us having this uh, monthly get-together where we can talk. But I do get emails from people. I answer about, oh, conservatively three to 400 emails a day that people will call, contact me. It's Tom, T-O-M, the at sign, Sun City countryclub.org if you email me at that address and I mean I'm not going to give you a great big long dissertation but if you have a question or you want to know how to do something or how to make a change write up what your situation is and give me a couple of possible solutions see if you can identify a problem that's most people. Most people can say, oh, well, everything would be fine if I had a million dollars. So that's their solution if I had a million dollars. Well, that doesn't, if you have a million dollars, how long will that last? What you would you do with it? How much would you have to pay in taxes? How much would you have to give to all your friends that you've been borrowing money from? Point is, you have to have a better solution than if I win the lottery. Now, if you want to play that game, that's okay, but I'm I'm not I'm telling you the odds are not as good as changing your own self around. So if you have a question on any of the things that I'm talking about or some other things of how you want to fix something in your life, um I will give you my best answer to it. And I'm not trying to pass myself off as some great expert. All I am is a person who's made a lot of mistakes in my life. That's how I learned things. And I found out that when I raised my children that I couldn't always protect them from all the problems. They had to go through and actually experience something and say, ooh, that didn't feel good. Oh, I didn't like the results of that. And I get them then to start thinking about, well, okay, how did I get myself in this position where things were not good for me, and how did I make it better? And that's really what we're talking about. How do we work this out? How do we make these things better? And that's part of what this show is all about. It's being able to know that by listening to me, and you can start thinking, okay, what is it in my life that makes me happy and start writing down things of 
of that. And then what we used to call is a Ben Franklin close. You just draw a T, take right across the top of the paper, draw a line, and then in the center of the paper, draw a line down to the bottom, from the top to the bottom, and you write reasons to be happy, reasons that make me unhappy. And so start looking at your life and pull it apart like that. See, is it is it the relationships that you have? Are your your things with your family good? In my own case, like I have one brother, and he's an older brother. We're of German background. The older brother usually gets his way and stuff. Well, after I got to be 74 and a half, I decided that wasn't going to work anymore. And so now that I'm 75, I'm pretty pretty much uh, unretractable like my brother is. So I figured out I don't have to like him. I just have to love him because he's my brother. No matter what he does, no matter what he says, he's my brother. And so I have to love him. But I don't have to spend my my every waking hour with him and going around and, and be on his program. And this is what I'm trying to say to you. If you write down the things that, that make you unhappy or that aren't working for you, just look at the list and say, what one thing could I change in my life to make me happier? Now, at my advanced age, I'm I'm physically fit. I'm happy. I I love my wife. We we have a very good relationship. Um, I love my job and what I'm doing. But what I found out is I want to be able to help more people, and so I keep volunteering for different things. And I was writing a list of things that I'm volunteering for, and I find that sometimes I'm almost overextended. But I'm not quite, so I'm right at the place, so I have to learn the 11th two-letter word. That's no. So if somebody asks me, well, Tom, do you want to go do this? Can we go play golf right now? I have to look and see if I actually have that time. As a retired person, I'm, that's what I only thing I've got left, right, is time. Well, I want to make sure I'm optimizing that the time. So it's how do we get through these things and how do we know what we want? We have to define what success means to us. We have to know what makes us happy and what is irritating us. Where have we failed? Where have we not taken advantage? And uh, this last weekend, I went on a, uh, I'm in a group called Leadership West. So it's on the west side of Phoenix, Arizona, where I live, there's a group of leadership people. They're trying to build the leadership capital here on the west side because most things, if people come to Phoenix, they go to Scottsdale, which is the high end where all the high pricey stuff is, but they miss out on all the advantages of living here and and enjoying the west side. Less traffic lower prices, as good of venues as you find anywhere. This is where the Cardinal Stadium is over here. Um, And there's a lot of very good golf courses that are about a third the price 
of the east side. So there's a lot of reasons to come over here, but there's also Challenger Space Center. There's one of, uh, I think there's only six of them in the country, and we have one right here in uh, Peoria, the city right next to us. So the point is that I'm trying to get to is that I have identified things that make me happy, and if I can do the things that make me happy, then when somebody else has a need or they they want something from me, it's very easy for me to say yes. But you have to use, if it isn't going to make you happy or it isn't going to, it's going to be an imposition on you that you don't want to do, you do need the, the 11th two-letter word, which is no. So I think we've I've skipped around, which is what I what I do, a lot of times people say to me, well, Tom, you know, couldn't you just keep in a straight line with your conversation where you go from point one to point two to point three? And the answer is no. That's that's not how I'm personally wired. And one of the things I started to tell you about was Leadership West, which is a group that for the last 20 years has had classes of about 25 people that are trying to do things to improve quality of life here on the west side of Phoenix. And we volunteer to be committed for a one-year period to do something that benefits the west side of, of Phoenix. And now they're tied into how do we benefit the whole state of Arizona. So can we do something good that that benefits other people? And uh, one one of the things that we did is we went to this retreat, and we're there um, seven thirty seven o'clock on a Thursday all day Friday, and then Saturday we were there for half a day. And in that time period, it wasn't like a a five-star hotel that we went to for this retreat. Although it was a lovely area, it was a camping type of thing where you sleep in sleeping bags and you wear very casual clothes like a camper would, where you learn how to work together. Um, one of the things that was they kept talking about in the group was the fact that we were going to have to climb over a 12-foot high wall. Now, that at my age, uh, climbing over a 12-foot high wall without any particular help is not really a possibility. I mean, I can't jump high enough to get over there. So they showed us how we could work together. And, I mean, I want to tell you there was 13 women and I think nine men, and we had to get work together to get over this project. Now, we knew the project was coming the whole weekend, so we were told this is like graduation time. If you've done these other things, you builds up, you learn how to work together, then you come to this physical thing. And it, I want to tell you, it was a physically difficult thing to do. So people had to get over, their, out of their comfort zone, because when you go to to help somebody get up and climb over this wall, you have to have a plan. You can't just sit there and say, okay, jump over it. It's 12 feet high. That's twice as tall as I am. 
So there's no way I'm jumping over it without help of others. And this is this is the whole point of what I'm talking about, success or failure. The choice is yours. doesn't mean you have to do everything yourself. It just means that you have to know individually what you want to get done. So what we were doing is they showed us how two people would lean back against the wall and then your your I guess your thigh part of your body would be sticking out and you would be just kind of forcing your back solid against the wall. And the people there are two of us be side to side. And a person would come up and they would put a foot on your thigh and the other person so now they're about two feet off the ground. Then they put their next foot up on your shoulder and so now they're another two feet off of the ground. So depending on how high they are, there's a certain amount that the that the distance is closed. Well the two people that are are the support people, they would raise up. So in, there was two of us that were six feet, so our shoulders would be approximately five feet up. And then we would put our hands on their feet and push them up so that they would be able to reach the top and the person at the top would reach down and help pull them over. Of course, you had to get the first person over, which we took the tallest person and the most athletic and got him up first. But then the other people would stand around to make sure that you didn't fall backwards or you didn't tip over. So everybody in the group, whether it's because you're being supportive by just your voice, you got it, you got it, keep going, You just reach up, don't lean back, any kind of words of encouragement, or physically putting your hands on the other people and helping push them up over the wall. But it was a team effort, and that was so exciting to see how enthusiastic, because we're not all athletic. We're not, you know, this is something that you see people do, and I I did it when I was uh, going through uh, basic training. We did a lot of this kind of stuff. But I was 18, and I was about 70 pounds lighter than I am now. And not only that, I could run, not to mention jump. So, you know, there's a little difference in, in your physical abilities when you're there as opposed to here. And this is the whole point of this is if you know what you want to do, then you surround yourself with people that you can help that can help you. So it doesn't have to be, I'm going to give you an hour's worth of work and you give me an hour's worth of work. It's what is it that, here's what I need, because I've taken the time to sit down and figure out what I need. I need this kind of help from you. And then you have to say, well, I can give you that help, but this is what I would need in return. So you you know what you want, and then you know what you can ask for in return from a group. And that's that's whether you are just going through your life and you want to know about getting some special tickets to go to a concert or whether you're going to a movie show or whether you're going to the to see performing arts. Whatever it is that you want to do, there's always a way to work it out, whether it's you want to go by yourself or you want somebody to go with you that might enjoy it. Uh, whether it's going to get a job, um, how do you present yourself like that that 
you are there to help them make money so they can afford to pay you the money you need to live on. Now, is that a concept that is taught in America now? I don't think so, and I don't want to get political, although I am. I don't want to do that. I just want to say everybody says what we need is more good jobs. No. Jobs will be created for people that want to work and know, well, here's what an employer wants. They First they want to know, do you have the skills to do the job? In other words, if it requires a college education, did you take the time and do the effort to get your degree? If you didn't, I don't want you, and they don't either. The second thing is, will you use your skills to the best of your ability? Let's see. First is, do I have the skills? My gosh, the second they want to know if I'll use them? Yes, they do. And the third thing is, will you get along with everybody else? That means do you play nice in the sandbox? Are you going there to just see what you can get and see how little you can do for the most amount of money? Are you there saying to yourself, let's see, I need $20 an hour. There's um, 2,000 hours in a, in a year, work hours at 40 hours a week, and that means somebody has to pay me $40,000. So an employer has to make sure that they have a stack of money that equals $40,000. Now, when they hire you, it costs the, the employer another 28% on top of that, so they can pay into Social Security and FDIC and all the other stuff. And now with insurance, I don't even know, I don't even want to say where that goes. But if you want to say it goes to 30%, which would be a joke, um, on 40, that's another $12,000. So they got to have $52,000 to pay you $20 an hour. Okay. Now, what are they looking from you? Are they looking for you to make them $52,000? Uh, no, that's not really why somebody stays in business, so that all the employees can make the same amount of money that is necessary to pay them. Uh, let's see, I got, in my case, I have a golf course here, I have buildings, I have licenses, I have fees, I have property taxes, I have loads of government people that want me to send them money. Then I have all the nonprofits that want me to donate and all these other things. So I gotta make more than enough to pay you your wage. I gotta make enough for what is the nasty word? Oh, profit. Profit. That's what I want to do. I want to make a profit. But nobody cares if I do except me. Right? I mean do you go into a store and say, let's see, um, could I bargain to buy this computer from you? And let's see, how much do you need to make a profit on this? No, people don't do that. They don't really care. It's what's in it for me, and that's how I'm running. And what I'm trying to tell you is if you want to 
change your life somewhat, one of the things that you're going to look at is what's in it for the people I deal with. And that's what I do when I try to put this radio show together for you. It's how can I how can I bring up subjects that lead back to you not only saying or writing if it is to be it is up to me. How can I get you to write that and actually think it and actually try to change your life around that. That means, okay, I don't have a job and I want one. I'm going to go and look in the want ads. I'm going to go network. I'm going to go to find places where people congregate that may know about a job that I'm qualified for. Now, I have to tell most people that this is a personal note. I'm not qualified because I'm unemployable because I'm such a curmudgeon as far as I I want to do things. I see something that needs to be done, and I don't want to take the time to go and ask the boss if that's okay with them, if I know it is going to be beneficial. So I might get outside of their plan. So that's why I've always been employed by myself. And because I like finding ways, and sometimes people don't want to be bothered. You know, it's just like I'm talking to you about your life. And you might be saying, I don't want this guy to be telling me it's my fault that I didn't get a, a plan, and I didn't buy his book, and I didn't do all this stuff. Well, it's not about that. The point is, it's about you. So I'm happy. And I'm sitting here talking to you on the radio, which is I'm looking at my phone. Normally I would have my friend Terry here and we would be talking. But if you look at our website, which is successorfailure.org, and you'll see a cover of my book, and on the front it says start. And this is what I really want to do. I want to get people to start. We've been asking... uh, my producer of the show, how many people actually listen to the show? And then how many listen to the whole thing? And do they listen while I'm talking? Or do they listen at different times? And so we're looking at these different times when people listen to us. And what we really want you to do is, if you're on now, it's dial one nine one seven three eight eight. 4162 and call in and uh, I'll be very happy to put you on air if you don't want to be on air I can listen to you and and answer your question you don't don't have to identify yourself and I won't identify you either so you wouldn't have to worry about that so the point is that if you are get a chance look at success or failure the choice is yours successorfailure.org is is the place that our website is. And the first thing it shows you on this, it looks like I've written success and the S looks like a dollar sign. And I did that just from a marketing point of view, but that's not the point. The S shape, if you have a paper and pencil, and you'll just make an S, a, a large one, like half a page, and then you draw a line down the center of it, 
you'll see it looks like a dollar sign. Well, the point I'm making in this S shape is that's how life goes. And what I want you to do is have a life that starts, you define success, you get balance in your life. I give you six steps to get any goal that you want to achieve, you can. I, I'm not going to tell you, I guarantee you, I will tell you that if somebody as simple as I can do it, I know it's possible for you to do it. And you have to believe that you can. So there's six steps that get all of your goals uh, and then how to get started. And then understand you're a business. So I want you to think of yourself as a business person. If you're running your life for a profit, because that's what success is, is, well... I'm digressing again, but definition of success is achieving your goals. But what is the definition of happiness? Is success being happy? My answer to that is no. Just because if somebody wins the lottery and they have $400 million, sure, they're ecstatic that night, And then they go through and find out, my God, this is a heap of responsibility. There's all these people asking me for money. There's all these people telling me that I'm a bad person if I don't give them this and I owe and then the government wants this and I need an accountant, I need a lawyer, I don't understand. No, that's not being happy. That just means you were successful. Your goal was to win $400 million. Your wife told you to go get some hot dog buns, you stopped in at the store, and they didn't have any, so you bought $20 worth of uh, lottery tickets. Well, thank you, wife, because (laughs) you got me on that trail, but it wasn't by plan. Now, if the person doesn't have a plan of how they're going to make themselves happy with this kind of money, I mean, you buy your car, you buy your new clothes, you buy a diamond, you get this stuff, and oh, I guess I better go buy a lock and storage business because I got all this junk I've been spending my money on. So the idea is to not get into that kind of a box. So if you think of yourself as a business and you're running for a profit, and I'm not talking about money. What is the profit that you want to get out of your life? Your life is what you only get one. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is not a place that you get to go through and say, well, let's see, I made this mistake and that mistake, and the next time, boy, I'm not going to do that. This is it. I want to tell you, if you're not happy, you need to look in the mirror because there's a person that's stopping you from being happy. It's you. If it is to be, it's up to me. I'm in charge of making me happy. When I go home and walk in the door and talk to my wife, I don't get the opportunity to say, I'm home, make me happy. I have to be happy when I walk in the door and then I get the elevated happiness of being with my wife because that's where I want to be. Do you see what I'm trying to get to? And then how does that make me a business? I'm in the business of making me happy. So I define what success is. What's success? Success is 
attaining your goals, reaching goals. What does that mean? That means you have to have goals. What are your goals? What have you done to be happy? Well, I'm trying to say the first part is you have to have goals, and then you have to be successful in attaining those goals. But the hitch is that doesn't necessarily make you happy. So what is the definition of being happy? Happiness is wanting what you get. Is that is that simple enough? Wanting what you get. Success is getting what you wanted. But that doesn't always make you happy because I used Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich for a major part of my life. And I sat there and said, because his first, rule in his book no, I didn't say it that way it's a rule in his book is fix in your mind the exact amount of money you desire and I wrote down $100,000 that's the exact amount of money I desire, but of course that's back when I was in the army and I was making $79 a month, now I know they were feeding me and they were housing me and they were clothing me. And they were also giving me some school and some discipline and all the things that, quite frankly, I lacked. Uh, So I went on after this money and I did exactly what to say. What exactly will you give to receive that amount? And then three, establish the date when I intend to possess it. I wrote down age 40. I was... 19 or 20 when I wrote that so I figured I would be able to save that much money $2,500 a year until I got to be age 40 I would have that money sitting there then I went back and I said it says create a definite plan and begin at once to put that plan into action so I started writing my plan what will I do when I get out of the service because I decided I couldn't make that much money being in the service. So I decided when I get out of the service, I was going to go finish up and get my journeyman carpenter uh, permit, or I, I think journeyman card, because it's a union card. So I finished that up, went to the school, got all that stuff done, finished my apprenticeship, and became a journeyman carpenter. And after a little while of trying to work for other people and not being the greatest success in the world, I decided to become a contractor. So I went and did that, went and took my test. I had enough information so that I could go and do that. And I put that plan into action. And the idea is that you do it exactly. You start out then. So in five, it was write out a clear. See, first I defined the plan. That's just in my brain. Second, write out a clear, concise statement of the amount of money you intend to acquire. State what you intend to give to get and describe in detail your plan to accumulate it. This is the part that I had to do the writing. I had to commit this pencil on a piece of paper. And you don't write volumes, pages and pages of stuff. You can write down anything you want, and once you get it all written out, 
put it on one eight and a half by eleven piece of paper. Now here's the last thing. Read your plan out loud two times a day as you read. See yourself in possession of the money and act like the money's in the bank. Now that's straight out of Napoleon Hill. That I mean and I did that and I want to tell you I can't guarantee it will work for you. Work for me seven times. So that's why I wrote my book because I wasn't happy because I was getting what I wanted. I was getting my goals, seven goals I reached. But I wasn't wanting what I was getting, which was just money. I didn't want to live that lifestyle. And I asked my wife, I said, well, are you happy with what we're doing, how we're living our life? She says, quite frankly, no. I said, well, we live in a great area, yes. Have nice cars and clothes and jewelry and all that junk. Yeah, but we're we're running 24 hours a day doing things that we don't necessarily really like. I mean, we did get to go on some nice trips and we did enjoy some things. So what wasn't that... It was, I was getting the things I wanted, but I didn't want the things I was getting. We didn't want a big house because it gave our kids the opportunity to move back in and not take possession of their own lives. So we didn't want a 4,500-foot house with a view of L.A. We wanted a smaller place, and so we moved to Sun City, which really fits that bill, and... Our kids get to come and visit us when we want them to, and we get to go visit them when they will let us. So the things are, it works out. We now want what we're getting out of our lives, and the two of us uh, couldn't be happier. I mean, it's never been where we were what I would call sad people, but we figured out that start. That means if it is to be, it's up to me, I'm going to start. Then you define what success means to you. If you reach these goals, you would be successful. The second thing is balance your life. And I'm trying to tell you that just because you make a lot of money doesn't make you happy. I'm not trying to say that money isn't necessary. You need to make a certain amount to get the lifestyle that you want. But after you've got the lifestyle you want, why keep making more money? I mean, do you realize what has happened to Americans? And again, I'll say, I don't want to get really political now, but let me just point this out. Americans have access to two billion square feet of lock and storage space for 350 million people. This means there's enough lock and storage space that could be converted to housing, which would would be more than enough for every man, woman, and child in the United States. And what is it that we do with this lock and storage space? We go down and use our credit cards to buy some junk because we're we're being good Americans, right? Our government says, be a consumer. 
be a consumer. Go buy some stuff. Go buy a bunch of junk you're not going to use this summer, I mean this winter, for Christmas presents. And I've got nothing against giving Christmas presents. The point is you buy stuff that we don't need, and then what do we do? We put it on our credit cards because we don't have the cash for it. And then what do we do? It doesn't fit in our house, so we take it down to the lock and store. What a concept. we got stuff on our credit card that we don't need and aren't using, and then we have to pay somebody to keep it under lock and key. That's being a little too patriotic for me. I think there's a lot more that we could do with that excess funds. And that's basically what my wife and I have done. We've went from very high lifestyle to what we call a happy lifestyle. We got our food, clothing, and shelter. Everything is fine. We don't need to uh, drive a fancy car or a new car. We just need to enjoy our lives and have time for each other. And speaking of time for each other, I think I'm getting close to the end of my time. So, again, I want to thank everybody for joining us, and I want to invite you to contact me at Tom, the at sign, suncitycountryclub.org, and you can email me at any time, um, and I would be more than happy to to respond to you. I don't write big, long letters back to you, but I answer your question. So if you can pose it in a question, and if you can, just say, here's my problem, and I'm thinking of one or two solutions to that problem. Then I will kind of weigh in with you, and we can start a dialogue to see how to, how to improve. If you want to get a better job, just know the three things an employer wants. They want, do you have the skills? Are you going to use the skills? Will you get along with the rest of the workers? Will you not cause a problem in the workplace? Once they got that figured out, then you can have a job. Now, the next thing is, now you got the job, your job is to figure out how to make the company enough money so they can continue to pay you and stay in business. That's that's how I want you to think of yourself as a business. Your job on in life is to it's not just the pursuit of happiness. It's understanding what happiness means to you and understanding if it is to be, it's up to me. If I'm going to be happy, I have to make myself happy so I can reach out to other people and help them be happy. Anyway, this is Tom Legring, and I want to uh, thank everyone for listening to us, and, and uh, if there's any way we can work together or help each other out, I look forward to it. I want to thank everyone. Thank you very much. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com.